pain and a celebration. But also, Rachel had the amazing opportunity to connect with one of France's transgender governor, government officials, Admiral Levine. He said, I'm not going to lie, it really felt great to, to fellowship with a fellow trans facing all the heat. Listen, our government see, is just flaunting all that stuff. And the word of God still says it's wrong. And you know what's bad? The, our government said this week, or some reporters, there's more people getting open to gay marriage all the time. I'm telling you, you're, you're in a minority, but just keep standing. And, of course, you I don't know if you know, the basketball star Brittany Griner made some on some trip, and she's been a great player. And, I mean, still is. But she's a woman married to another woman. But she had some kind of drugs on her when they stopped in Russia for something, and uh, they're letting her stay over there. She's been there about six months, and they said she'll be there at least in December. I mean, that's just some of the stuff going on in our country. And the, the House of Representatives this week passed a bill legalizing gay marriage, and 47 Republicans voted for it. It goes to the Senate, so we need to believe they won't vote it in. And there's another gun control bill coming up this week so i'm i'm telling you continue to pray well good news we had an awesome prayer time here friday morning our prayer group a uh, couple of things i got into this week one i went to a meeting and uh, there was a pastor there and me and him had had some disagreements and we had we'd got that right but uh, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And when I got the opportunity, I just went up and told him I loved him. And I do. And I've been praying for him. You know, I was just thinking about what all did I get into this week? And then uh, Thursday, I got invited. We've been praying for the school board and our schools. You know, we've got a new superintendent. Lady that grew up here in Sky took Melissa, Dr. Melissa Bush is the superintendent. But we've got, a, she was the assistant. We have a new assistant now. His name is Rick Loggins. He's been out of education for a few years, was surprised he got a phone call to get invited back in. At one time, he was superintendent at Barnsdall. He's worked in the secular, he worked for Phillips for, for a few years. But he's also the pastor of the Free Will Baptist Church in Barnsdall. And Jess Madaffrey, who was the pastor of the Nazarene Church and still involved here, he's got put on the school board. So I'm telling you, God's moving in our region, doing some things. That's some of the stuff I can remember right now. Oh, another one, God just exposed me. And, you know, there wasn't anybody else involved. I couldn't blame it on anybody else, really. <clears throat> I said, Lord, that is not good. Get it out of me. I'm wrong. That's a stinking attitude. 
You, you don't have to have somebody to blame it on. I'm going to leave it alone now. Okay, let's get in the, let's get in the Word. I'm going to start with John 17. Now, this is really the Lord's Prayer. A lot of times when we say the Lord's Prayer, we, we go to Matthew chapter 6, our Father which art in heaven. But this is our Lord praying. Jesus spoke these things and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you. In other words, put your glory on me and I'll put it back on you. Even as you gave him, as you gave Jesus authority over all flesh. Now God gave that to him. That to all whom you have given him, that to all whom you've given him, he may give eternal life. God gave us to Jesus and he gives us this eternal life. And this is eternal life, verse 3. This is eternal life, that they may know you. Eternal life's not a prayer you prayed. It's not a Bible verse you read. This is eternal life, that they may know you. When you know God, when you know Jesus, you have eternal life. A prayer can't save you. Only Jesus can save you. Reading your favorite verse can't save you. Only Jesus can save you. This is eternal life. That they may know you. So knowing God, knowing Jesus, is eternal life. This is eternal life. They may know you, the only true God and Jesus whom you've sent. That's an unusual statement. And let me tell you, that's the only place Jesus gives himself compound names. He calls himself God. He calls himself Jesus, who he is. He is the great I am. Keep the amens coming. We're going to move through some scriptures here. 1 John 5, 11. And this is, and the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. The question is, do you have the life? Come on, do you have the life? Maybe you need to have that life recharged. Maybe you need to come back and say, God, I know there's more. See, I have trouble with these people that said, yeah, I saved. We had a man testifying that, and they... I was saved when I was 12 years old and I'm 70 and nothing's happened in between. I have a little trouble with that. I wouldn't want to face Jesus on that basis. I'd want to be a little more up to date than that. I have trouble with a person saying, I, I've got enough Jesus to get me to heaven, but I don't have enough Jesus to get me to church. I mean, there's something wrong. I know how worthy the church building is, but I have no way to get to heaven apart from trusting the Lord. 
And when we take our salvation, we think, okay, I've done that. Now what's next? 1 Timothy 2.5 For there is one God and one mediator also between God and man. The man. Say the man. The man, Christ Jesus. See, Jesus was deity, but he added humanity. He added flesh to that when he came to earth. He's the man. The things he went through on the cross, he bore pain just like you would bore that, bear that pain if you were on the cross. He went through it. He knew he could get through it as the son of God. But he questioned, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Well, praise God, I'd want it to pass from me too. But nevertheless, your will. Let's go to John, uh, the book of John, first chapter. Let me tell you, if you want to have a good read this week, read that first chapter of John every day. Just read that chapter every day. It'd be better if you even read it out loud. Speaking of Jesus, he came to his own. Now, who's his own? Well, they're referring to the Jewish people. <clears throat> and those who were his own did not receive him. Now, a few did, but as a whole, they didn't receive him. But as many, aren't you glad that's in there? As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. See, it's like a baby gets born, but we just don't go off and leave it alone and say, I hope you make it. It says, to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. You become. You get born again, but then you've got to put some things in you. You've got to add to. You've got to. We could make a long list out of things we've added to. We could make a long list out of things we've said. I mean, there's so many things I didn't know was wrong. <clears throat> well, I'm going to get in that in a minute. Lord, I thank you. He came to his own, that those who were his own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right. We have a right to become children of God. We have a responsibility, really. Even to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, not a natural birth, or the will of the flesh. Your flesh cannot get you into the kingdom of heaven nor the will of man. You cannot will yourself into God. But of God, if God, <clears throat> Jesus said, he gives eternal life to all those God gave him. So if God gave you to him, and Jesus gives you eternal life, that's what ends up saying, that this birth is of God. It's of God. Lord, we take our salvation so for granted. And that's fine. We ought to be secure in that. I'm not saying that. But we need to think about the tragedy of the cross. You go give your only begotten. 
for a sacrifice for all mankind. Well, our first begotten wouldn't do it because it took a perfect person. It took God's only son. It took Jesus to redeem us from the curse that we were born under. You know, used to revivals <clears throat> were two weeks long. I remember them. I got, I don't know if I got saved. I went forward in a revival that went, I know, probably at least a couple weeks. That's when I gave, officially gave my heart to the Lord. I remember many revivals in Ramona. And they go in those days and time we didn't have the, all the restaurants and the women were all at home, and the preacher and the evangelist would go eat with Sister Susie one night and so and so and but the meeting would go in the first week. I didn't know it then, but it was to get the church revived. And by the second week, they'd go somewhere, and Sister Flucy's. Husband hadn't never been to church. He was lost. They'd go and they'd have dinner there and they'd try to get him one. But you know what? So many Christians just think of revival is to go get the lost. Because we think, yeah, that person really needs to get saved. And that person maybe is looking at us and say, oh, that's a Christian. I'm telling you, it's got to start with us. I've... I've said it here many times. This nation's in the shape it's in because the church hadn't been the church God's called us to be. I'm telling you, we are making a difference in Skytook. This service today will make a difference in Skytook. In this region, our meeting Friday morning made a difference. Our meeting Wednesday night made a difference. Those are the kind of meetings I love. But the church has got to be revived. But my goal for this church is for the disciples to stay revived and disciple others. Because most people go to church where their friends go. And we, we need them. We need to bring them in. God wants them in the kingdom. Let's look at the book of Colossians. <clears throat> where this talks about he, that's referring to Jesus. So I'm going to... Put his name in there. Jesus is before all things. And in Jesus, all things hold together. Jesus is also the head of the body, the church. Jesus is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that Jesus himself might come to have first place in everything. Can we say he's got first place in our lives in everything? That's, see, that's the difference in lordship and just being saved. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him. Everything God had was in Jesus. And through Jesus to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. That's the only scripture that has the blood and the cross in it. He made peace through the blood, the innocent, the pure blood, the blood that never sinned, through the blood of his cross. And through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Let me tell you, everything you and I 
everything in us that's not already a part of the established kingdom of God, you know what it needs? It needs the cross put on it. Everything in our lives, whether it's our business, our activity, our home life. See, we want to say, okay, I'm saved, but there's times when I don't live like I'm saved or act like I'm saved. That area needs the cross. You've got to bring that to the cross. See, that's what's wrong with the preaching that just preaches salvation. And I'm preaching salvation, but I'm preaching the Word. If we don't go any further than just saying John 3.16 is still as great a verse as there is the Scripture, and it's true. But we've got to go beyond that. I mean, most in here are parents. You know it's easier to get a child birthed than it is to get him raised up. You know that. And that's what God is trying to do. The Word of God is about becoming Christ-like. Becoming more like Him. And I, I went for years. With all I knew, all I heard was when you got born again and you were saved, then I had to try to figure out how I'm going to make it in life. I wasn't worried about heaven. That's why, see, when we just preach salvation's the end, and, and here, here's where, where that's got wrong. We preach salvation without it costing you something. Oh, yeah, Jesus paid the price. I agree. He did everything that's needed. But is there not a cost to serving God? Did he not give up everything to save us? I'm telling you, he didn't save you just to take you to heaven. That's not it. He saved you to be a disciple so you'd change things on earth. Come on, that, that's where we've missed it. See, if I just preach salvation, you just get saved. Well, nobody wants to go to hell. This weather will remind them a little bit of hell. Lord, give us rain. Give us a break. If we just think about, that's all there. I'm saved now. But when you realize, I think I'm, I read this statement last week I read. If I'm lost in the desert, and I'm just by myself, some way he'll send me water and bread. How's he going to do it? That's not my problem. My problem is to believe him. Quit trying to figure out how you're going to do it. You're not going to get it done. Your best efforts. We talked about those born of the, not of the will or the flesh. I'm telling you, there's a lot of flesh in us. There's a lot of flesh in us. We want to figure out. We don't want to have to depend on God. And there's some time in your life, there's many times in your life, many times in my life, God will get you in a place where if he don't come through, you're sunk. And if you don't start dealing with stuff, he don't care. He'll hang your dirty laundry out. I, I, we saw him do it with national preachers. When, but when I repent of my sin and confess it and say, God changed me, he forgives me. But if I just want to act like I've got it all together and never deal with it, listen, your friends know it. They already know. 
We never outgrow the need of crying out to God. I need him just as much today as I ever needed it in my life. When does it end? When he takes you home. That's the only thing I didn't like about wasn't a line in that song that lady cried out, we're free, we don't have to fight. No, I'm telling you, there's still a fight. You've got to fight for what you have. You've got to fight for what you have in your family. Who's going to believe for your children? Who's going to believe for your grandchildren? Who's going to do that if you don't? I promise you, I'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. But you've got to have a responsibility to step up. We want him to take care. I want him to take care of every need I have. And he does. He does everything I believe him for. But you know what? There's some things. He said, you need to quit that. That needs to go away. You need to add that. You need to let that go. When we first started at the barn in the 60s, I love country music. I had it playing. And one day I had the thought, I've either got to go drink beer or run around on my wife. One, if I keep listening to this. I'm not, I still think it's good, but the music's wrong. It, the music industry's got hijacked, I'm telling you that. But there's so many areas in life. I, we were in an insurance business. And I was only supposed to do insurance for that company. But they didn't sell horse insurance. So I got a contract with another company. I wasn't supposed to, but I did. And I didn't think much about it. I was saved. But Jesus wasn't Lord, or I wouldn't have done that. But one day, my secretary, I had some papers to go to one company and some to the other. Well, she mixed up some of them. And I got a phone call about it. My supervisor come. Of course, he was a good guy, but they were wanting to see my tax returns and da-da-da-da-da, you know. I mean, I got forgiven in it. But, you know, I didn't repent. I just started doing it under my mother's name. She was licensed. Come on. That's just the flesh. Oh, I'm the only one in here that's ever done anything illegal or immoral. I'm telling you, I've eaten a lot of crow. I told you I had to call. I had one thing I'd handle wrong that I know about with that company. And God had me call and ask for forgiveness. And I went through two or three operators finally getting to one of the head guys. When he finally answered the phone, I just wanted to say, could you tell me what time it is and hang up? But I told him. He said, we'll get back to you. So he made me wait a couple of weeks. And then they called and he said, well, we know you're bearing your soul. It's all good. I mean, if God's working on it, he'll work on every part of it. I'm not saying you'll always go scot-free. I'm not saying that. They could have told me that I owed them some money, which I would have paid. I mean, he wants to be Lord of everything. I don't have trouble giving a tithe. 
because my daddy taught me to tithe. But if you didn't grow up like that, you've got to learn how to do it. And if you don't, you're just a God robber and, and nothing's going to get right in your life till you make him Lord of your money. We went through a time with a, some teaching and a book from Jack Taylor about, I don't know if it was One Home Under God or, or something like that. Made a difference in our life. When I got filled with the Spirit, it made a difference how I treated my wife. But one time, even after we had the church, Don Weber was here one time. He went home with us after supper. Well, after church for supper. And um, I don't know if he brought it up or Dixie did, but they had already talked and they wanted to talk to me. I said, look, just tell me what it is because I obviously don't know it or see it. Dixie felt like I was demeaning to her, which I apparently had been. I don't want to. That's one of my blind spots. Don't we want to quit hurting the ones that we love the most, but that's the first ones usually we'll take stuff out on. Surely it's your fault. Surely it's your fault. I promise you this wasn't in my sermon this morning. <clears throat> and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. That's why I said we need to put the cross on the things that aren't part of the kingdom of God. And although you, verse 21, you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind. Now, we were all lost at one time. Now, you'll talk to somebody and they'll say, oh, I've always been saved. No, they haven't always been saved. It's a conscious decision. Oh, my, they baptized me and I was a baby. Well, I, you had nothing to do with it. You have got to make a choice of yourself because there was a time you were alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds. Now, I've told you some of mine. Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death. He bore our sins in his body, according to 1 Peter 2.24 in order to print, present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If indeed you continue in the faith firmly, established and steadfast, not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven, of which I, Paul, was made a minister. <clears throat> Now, everybody won't believe that, that verse 23, or there'd be more people here today. If indeed you continue in the faith, what does that say to someone that made a decision 20 years ago and hadn't had anything to do with the kingdom of God? I don't think that fits well in them being in the kingdom of God. I don't. And yet I believe if you're ever really saved, I believe you'll stay saved. You, you can get away. We can all get away. We've all got away. But if you ever got born again, the Spirit of God will deal with you. You'll be more interested in the Bible than you are playing with your phone. You'll be interested in knowing what God's got to say. He will deal with you. 
I mean, we've all been places and done things, and yet we've got this little gnawing in us. We had a lady one time ask me when she first really started coming to church. She's probably in her 30s. But she said, you know, the first night I ever entered a bar was the night my dad died. Do you think I caused that? Well, no, I don't think you, you caused that. But you think the devil hadn't beat her up with that? I mean, she knew, see, she knew that wasn't somewhere she needed to be. I was glad I could speak some life into her. Listen, I, I want condemnation off people. I don't want you to do something because you're condemned. I've been in service with said, bless God, everybody that loves God will be here at such and such a time on such and such a night. Well, so if you don't come, that means you don't love God. No, that's putting people under condemnation. I want you to do things because the Spirit of God shows you that it's right, that you ought to want to be involved in the kingdom of God. You ought to want to be where the brothers and sisters come together. You ought to always get something out of it. Lord, I thank you. 1 Corinthians 1, 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech, so the cross of Christ would not be made void. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. The lost person, that's, who is that? But to us who are being saved, the cross is the power of God. The cross is the power of God. We should, we should brood on the tragedy of the cross. Think about what it costs Father God. Verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, to the Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ the power of God, Christ the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Matthew sixteen twenty four. Angie read a parallel scripture to this Wednesday night. I went home Wednesday night, and I said, if I hadn't already got to believe the Lord to give me those scriptures, I probably wouldn't use it. But God just wants us to hear it. Jesus said to the disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. See, that is more than just being saved. Come on, that is more than being saved. That's doing something about it. That'll get you up out of bed. That'll get you wanting to do something. If anyone, he didn't say you disciples, he said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up, oh, his cross. So we have a cross and follow me. That's why we've got to know who he is to learn how to follow him. For whoever wishes to save his life, and you save your life by giving it all to Jesus, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. 
Whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What can you give? You can't do some deed. You can't do so many prayers or you can't fast so long. You can't do anything exchange for your soul but believe in Jesus you know why there's not more disciples it's because of what I said a while ago we've preached a gospel that didn't put any responsibility on you we've preached a gospel that you just come and say I accept Jesus Christ I believe he's the son of God if you really mean that, you'll get saved. But if you really do it, more will come out of it. But where, and if you lead somebody to God, you've got to have a, show them there's a cost. We heard a Muslim man, and he told, he'd won hundreds of people. He was living in Canada at the time. He said his favorite restaurant was a Perkins restaurant. They'd go to that restaurant, and he'd say, he, he said, I, w I wouldn't let him just pray a prayer. Are you willing to do this, this, and this? Are you willing to give those things up? Are you willing to let him be Lord of all? He didn't just say, now, if you'll confess your sin, Jesus will save you, which he will. I'm not saying salvation's wrong. I'm just saying there's some cost in it I didn't know about. That's why... It's not just a salvation message. It's a lordship of Christ message. That's what we've got to walk in. That's what he wants us to walk in. That's what he is about. What about the rich young ruler? You got that, Jackson? You remember him? The rich young ruler. What must I do, Master, to have eternal life? Oh, he said, obey the commandments. Oh, he said, I've kept them all my life. What else? Oh, he said, why don't you just take everything you have and sell it and go give the money away and come follow me? And he said, the man went away grieved. There was a saying going, went around here in the early years that if you belonged to Ascension Church, you had to give everything you had to church. Rhonda tell him that wasn't true. That never was true. But what Jesus has said, and I agree, we have to say, God, here it is. Whether it's your reputation, your business, your job, you better give your wife to God. You better give your home to God. You better give your husband to God. You better say, God, you fix him. I can't. I've tried for years. I've tried to fix her. I can't. I can't. That's what he's talking about. We've got to give it all to God. The rich young ruler went away grieved. See, I'd have probably ran after him at a time and said, pray this prayer. Jesus let him walk. There's some people you've been chasing, you've got to let them want to come to you. And there's some people, if you'll ask God, he'll tell you when to go talk to them or when to go see them. He'll lead you. What's it? 
I mean, he did it with Peter, and he did it with those guys. They were just fishermen, Mark. There ought to be hope for us. You and Rob could lead the group. You remember, do you know the first principle Jesus stated about the kingdom? It's in Matthew 5. He said, blessed are the poor. Give it all to him. See what he'll do with it. What a good job have you been doing with it? Most young couples, you ask them, they're planning on by the time they're 50, have everything paid for and retired and living on the beach somewhere. <clears throat> I haven't met one of them yet, but I'm sure it's happening. But give it to him and see what he's got for you. I didn't intend to ever be up here, but God did. It is only the love of God coming in that will cast out self. But self must be brought as a criminal to the feet of the Lord Jesus. When God brings a person to see all that there is in Christ and to fully receive Christ, the power of Christ's death can come upon him. And if he dies to sin, when one dies to sin... He'll die to self. I love that line. When God brings a person to see all there is in Christ and receive him fully, the power of Christ's death can come upon him. See, there's more that God wants to show us. That's an Andrew Murray quote. God has nothing for you or I but Jesus Christ. That's what he's got to offer us. But he is willing to give the living Son to be born afresh and new in us. Love means giving and giving all. God gave His Son to you and I, and with Him, He gave, he gave His all. Just as we must be separated from the world and joined to Christ in obedience to His Word, so we must also be joined to one another. That's why we come together to fellowship together. And the life in us is the life of the one who sits on the throne. He's a good God. Is he Lord of all? He wants to be Lord of all. There is no life apart from him. There's people you'll try to help and that another man can't fix a woman, another vice versa. There's a need in me that no person can meet, only God. There is a need in you. There's a void in you that only God can feel, that he can fix. And I know he continually moves on us trying to separate us from everything around us at times. You'll feel alone because he wants you to have time with him. He wants men to be men at home and they're, where's, where's your kids? He wants us to raise up godly seed. Wherever you're at in your life, if there's an area that doesn't have the cross on it, 
Let him fix that today. Let him be who he says he is in your life. God, why aren't those things working in my life? I don't know where you'll start in it. I'm just, first of all, just repenting and say, God, I know I need more of you in my life. I want everything that Jesus has, I want it now. Listen, it's all settled in heaven. Don't worry. You know, the things you're doing now, you'll reap rewards there. You won't be in the battles there that you're in now. But he wants heaven to come to earth. That's what he wants. Jesus is not coming back till we get this thing right. We've had a lot of wrong teaching about the tribulation coming and all that. I can show you in Scripture, most of that's already happened. But someday he's coming back. But he's coming after a perfected church. And he just starts with people like you and I. I told, I said it out loud whether Dixie or Jackson heard me or not. I don't know. When we got ready to start, I said, this is the army of God. It doesn't take a thousand people. Gideon proved that with 300 against 135,000. But Gideon, God told him something. He did it. Let's just stand. I want you to just obey God today. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for whatever God is dealing in your life. Let's say, let me tell you, you can leave here this morning, know that you're right with God. Any area doesn't have the cross on it. Lord, show us where to put the cross, where to give to you. Where we're letting the enemy steal from us and not walking in your, under your blessing. The altars are open in Jesus' name. Just come obey the Lord this morning. Don't think about it. Just act on it. If you don't act on it today, you won't act on it this week. Just act on it. You're not too far away from God to come back. That little feeling is the Lord. little bit more. Jesus. Jesus. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. That's still a good song. Come lay them down this morning. There's more than these two. Come. Why not you?
What's that hope that's got a hold of you? That you're ashamed and guilty at times. God will fix that. You'll let him. Jesus, it's about him. Sean, God's got a lot of good things for you. He loves you. He loves your family. There's just as much hope for the youngest one in here as there is for me. But we've got to let that revival start with us. Men, lead the way. to wait till you're in a some kind of a calamity to cry out to God.
Anybody revived? I'm gonna have to start preaching all over again. Anybody revived? All right. Any other word this morning? Just don't miss Wednesday night, she said. Pray for the ladies' meeting Thursday. Are we finished? Go ahead, say whatever you want to say, whoever it is. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this service. Lord, I thank you that you left us your word. You've given us your mighty Holy Spirit. You have equipped us with everything we need to be who you've called us to be. The life in us is the life of the one that sits on the throne. I speak blessings over the people in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.